0: Have you ever noticed that you have some certain habits or patterns of behavior that might work well for you but do not work particularly well in teamwork or are not getting you the results that you're looking for? Hi, this is Shannon Waller and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. In a recent conversation with a team member, we came up with the term hacking yourself or hacking your habits might be another way to talk about this. And it was really interesting because this particular person is brilliant, Great ideas and highly, highly intelligent. But this person had some habits that were really, really getting in the way of teamwork. And it had to do with, you know, showing up on time for particular events and meetings. And this is not something that is unique to this person. I can name lots of people who have this particular challenge, including business owners as well as team members. So we came up with this idea of hacking yourself. And kind of hacking is a cool term. It's obviously a technology term for software. You know, if you're following any of the cool people in the health space, biohacking is a big deal, like with Dave Asprey and Tim Ferriss. So that terminology is kind of around, and it kind of lent a playful, fun way to look at how to... You know, all of us, again, have natural ways of doing things, but they don't always work for us particularly well, again, when we're trying to produce a result or for teamwork or both. So instead of just ignoring it, which, by the way, is what most people do. You know, I work with a lot of people, clients and a few team members included, who Pretty much could be easily diagnosed as ADD, attention deficit disorder. And I myself actually technically have been diagnosed with that too. By the way, I don't think it's a bad thing. Most successful entrepreneurs have ADD. (laughs) That's scientific fact. So it's really someone who has a hunter's instincts rather than a farmer's instincts. And Tom Hartman wrote a great book about that called ADD, A Different Perception, if you want to check that out. And that concept has actually been validated since he came up with the term. So hunting instincts sometimes don't work well when you're a farmer and vice versa. But if you happen to be working with, if you're a hunter working with a farmer, a farmer working with a hunter, some of the ways that you're doing things simply are not working all that well. So how can you, instead of getting resentful of other people or continuing to fail or you know just feeling down or bad about yourself which if that worked i'd be go for it but it really doesn't so you know blame <laughs> feeling guilty feeling bad is just useless as in terms of coming up with a strategy but what about taking it seriously what about actually saying, okay well this is a challenge these are places i get myself into trouble You know, what can I do about it? How can I use my strengths? Because all of us have strengths. How can I use my capabilities, my natural ways of doing things? How can I supplement them through teamwork with other people or technology? Oh, my gosh. Technology is completely our friend when it comes to doing this. So that I can show up the way that you're committed to showing up. So this is kind of a fun Process, And it was really important for the person I was coaching to make it fun. There's nothing worse than feeling guilty or bad. And anytime anyone's tried to do that, mostly the strategy here is to avoid it. If you've had parents, teachers, other educators, people who have insisted that you're wrong, you shouldn't be doing it this way, do it my way, my way is better. Well, it might be better for them, but you've tried that and it didn't work for you. So you need to find a bypass. You need to find a hack. You need to find a different way of doing it. So let's have some fun with that. Now, before we get into some strategies and some actual hacks that might be of value to you, let's really talk about why this is so important. Well, you know, what we can do on our own is so much. We can do this. Imagine just put your hands out in front of you. But what we can do in teamwork is so much We can do 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times when we're in teamwork with other people. So being able to hack yourself is critical if you just even want to expand what your own capacity is. However, if you really want to grow exponentially, then teamwork is probably going to have to be a part of it. And this is where you need a high degree of self-awareness about, okay, here's how I'm put together in this particular time round, and then how other people are put together differently. So it means being really knowledgeable and aware of yourself, and I'm a big fan of profiles, as you likely know for that, but also having that same level of curiosity and interest in somebody else. And like, oh, how are you put together? So what is really hard for me to do is natural for you. And you probably can't figure out why someone else can't do it that way. And what's really natural and easy for me is hard for you. And first of all, I like being in teamwork with people who appreciate the differences. You don't want to be like one of our clients. He said, well, this is before he done a particular profile that we recommend called Colby. K O L B E dot com if you're not familiar. He said, before I knew about Colby, I thought everyone was just like me, only not as good. And that statement never fails to crack me up because it's so true. We tend to think like, what's wrong with other people? Things we think are important are important, obviously. And the things we don't like or aren't good at, well, that's clearly not as important. So what's everyone else's problem? You know, well, that's actually not how the world works. So it's so fun to recognize like, oh, okay, this is what works for me. That's what works for you. How can we meet in the middle? How can we support one another? How can we contribute our unique talents and capabilities and perspectives and and learnings and wisdom and insights, you know, and then what can we create together that's even better? So that's why you want to be paying attention to this. If you don't have a really important why, if it's not important to you, then stop listening. (laughs) I say that with love, but it won't be useful to you unless you have a reason why you want to or need to hack yourself, not just because it's a should, which is usually an externally imposed expectation. That's what I learned from Dan Sullivan. It has to be meaningful to you. It has to be something either a point of pain. You're just, okay, I'm like, I've got to figure this out because it's ticking yourself off, or it's really frustrating the people that I care about and I need to do something about it. Again, you don't have to do it from that blame or guilt standpoint, but you can do it from a, oh, Let me get really smart about this. I mean, hackers are both feared and respected for their capabilities of doing things that other people can't do. They're savvy. They're intelligent. They're resourceful, occasionally devious. But they find interesting ways around all of the roadblocks. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We get to hack ourselves. And who knows us better than us? You know, you know yourself better than any other human being on the planet, as long as you're paying attention. Why not pay attention to that? So let me share with you some examples of some hacks that I know work and that we have been having a lot of fun coaching with that. And I obviously started with one person, but I love this idea of hacking yourself. So it's been a large part of my coaching conversations for the past couple of weeks. And everyone so far has loved it. And I've used it with very, very, very different people, people who strive differently, problem solves differently, have different roles in the company, different personalities. So it doesn't matter. It's all very personal and individual and unique to you. That's the fun part of this. So first of all, what you want to do is you want to get to know yourself. You want to get to know yourself from the standpoint of how does your mental energy play out. I'm a huge fan, as I mentioned, of Colby because that's what it measures, your striving instincts. When you care about something, how you take action, how you problem solve. We're also actually a big fan of StrengthsFinder at Strategic Coach. So go to GallupStrengthCenter.com and go to the Top 5 Clifton strengths, and it is a brilliant way to get your top five. I actually highly suggest that you actually invest in getting all. 34, because it's so fun to see your top strengths, your top 10 to 12. And then your bottom five, which is where you never go, (laughs) highly entertaining. But that will give you great insight into how your strengths, which relationship building strengths you have, what strategic thinking strengths you have, your executing strengths, your influencing strengths, or lack thereof, you know how that works. Talking with a great, fun client today who's just powerful in his thinking, highly intelligent, revolutionary someone with a lot of very direct communication skills but you know we looked at his strengths finder and there's not a single relationship building strength in his top 10 not one <laughs> all influencing and strategic thinking strengths. So given the people around him probably have some relationship-building strengths and want to feel cared about, he's got to get some habits in place. He's got to hack that to make sure that they feel appreciated and cared for in terms of their contribution. He also needs to position himself like, hey, guys, this is not factory-installed in me, so don't worry about my tone of voice. I don't mean anything by it. Don't take it personally. He can get, obviously, more aware, but it actually really worked when he told his team that. He's like, okay, you know what? I'm not thinking about relationships when I'm talking. I don't mean it personally, so you don't need to take it that way. If I'm talking about tasks, I'm just task-focused. And just knowing that that's how someone is put together makes it much, much easier to work with them because you're not taking things personally anymore. So that's one example of a hack. So Colby is fabulous. StrengthsFinder is incredibly useful. There's a number of other profiles out there. Cognitive, I'm not going to worry about too much. But if you know that you need to partner up with someone who's A, smarter than you, then good, make a good friend (laughs) and say, hey, I need your brain cells on this for a moment. You're much more detail focused or much more intelligent about this particular subject area than I am. Could I get your help? First of all, most smart people love that. Or if it's a task that you know your brain's going to go completely squirrely, you're like, you know what, I know you're much better at handling these kind of routine things. Is this something you'd be interested in working on with me? Again, there's just ways of bridging, and it's not playing up to or sucking up. It's not insulting anyone. It's just partnering up. It's collaborating. It's being in teamwork with other people. Now, I wanted to address the one about, you know, there's some really smart people that I know. that just get lost in their brain and their thoughts, and if they don't have the chip installed, called time. That makes it really challenging, especially from a teamwork perspective. So this is where technology comes in. I'm thinking it should also work with my 15-year-old to help her get out of bed on time. But with this particular person who is incredibly intelligent, it was like, okay, don't set one alarm, set three. And if sensory stuff is important to you, then let's use haptics. So haptics is often a term used in machine learning, but it means kind of learning through touch on the person's phone, we turned on all the vibrating alerts and notifications, I did that on my phone. I don't like the sound. In this person's case, we left it on. But this person just needed a lot of prompts in their environment to make sure that they got out of their heads and into the next thing that had to happen. Let's talk about being on time. So some people are on time just out of habit. Some people are on time because they've got reminders. I'll talk about that in a moment. Some people are on time because they cannot imagine being late. In fact, they're early to the point sometimes of being annoying. (laughs) And the half hour before an appointment is useless because they're just spending time getting ready for the meeting to start. That's not a particularly good use of time either. So each person kind of needs to find their own way of making that work. So let me just address when someone is not particularly talented or skilled or doesn't have the time chip I mentioned about being on time. This is the one I experience. I'm someone who always thinks they can cram in another two or five things before the deadline of a meeting, or I think the start time of the meeting is when I need to head down to the meeting. Mm, Probably should have left five minutes earlier. So I've started to really program in, I get the alerts turned on on my computer. I have it turned on on my phone. I love haptics, which is when you learn through touch. That's what that term means, often applied to machine learning. But I love the vibrating thing on my iWatch. That's the vibrating notification lets me know when something is coming in or a phone call, for example. My person that I was coaching the other day, we didn't set one alarm. We figured out the person needed three. (laughs) because the person is so intellectually capable and so involved in pursuing deeper knowledge that they get so distracted by that that they need multiple reminders in order to be on time. That's fine. Just set the reminders. And I was on my fourth iPhone before I realized that there was such a thing called reminders as a built-in app on the phone. (laughs) I was a little slow on that one. This person hadn't discovered it yet, so I uncovered that. You can use Siri to program reminders or alarms which also helps. So verbal prompts again, you know, vibrating notifications buzzing, whatever gets your attention, use that. And you can coach other people on that. I want to coach my 15-year-old on how to do this because I'm tired of waking her up four times before she gets up in the morning. Whatever that is, but get smart. So I talked about technology just now, but also teamwork is a huge help. So I have someone, my brilliant support partner, Nicole, who has the most strategic minds I've ever met, incredibly intelligent, and so much more organized than I will ever be. So I'm funny. But, you know, if we're going to work together well, I have to be incredibly coachable, and I have to live by my calendar, and I have to be willing to go where I'm told to go when I'm told to be there. So I can't go, no, I don't want to. (laughs) That does not serve the person supporting me very well, and I'm going to be late. No, not that I'm – don't push the boundaries occasionally. But I'm very amenable to that. You know, I live by my calendar. I don't want to say I die by it. That would be a bit dramatic. But it's pretty much I am booked moment to moment to moment. It's scheduled in such a way that keeps my energy high without being depleted. But physical reminders, personal reminders by Nicole, you know, things pop up on my computer screen so I can see how much time is left before my next meeting. All of that helps me who is not naturally time-focused, who gets completely lost in the moment, who is someone who would just stay talking to a client for hours and hours and hours and go, oh my gosh, I'm late. I have missed two meetings. That could easily happen to me if I did not put myself in much more capable hands than my own to get stuff done. So this whole idea of hacking yourself and recognizing what are your habits How does your mental energy play out? And don't make it wrong. Just work with it. We all have talents and creativity and skills we can bring to bear. And we've got this amazing thing in our lives called our smartphones. And we've got people around us willing to support us if we haven't burned too many bridges. And people who actually go like, oh, okay, that's really easy for me. I know it's hard for you. Let's do a trade. This is hard for me. Can you help me with that? And then you contribute your capabilities to that person. And who finds it otherwise really hard so I want you to have fun with this idea of hacking yourself I want you to play with it I kind of want you to take yourself seriously to be honest And I don't want you to figure out someone else's best practices. This is you figuring out your own best practices. This is self-hacking, if that's a term that we can create. So I really want you to think about how can you have some fun using your strengths and talents to compensate for those areas that may not be, as I like to say, factory installed, that will support you getting where it is that you want to go in your life, that will support your teamwork so you can create all these amazing results that you want to together. I think hacking yourself can be definitely a path to success for that. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions@strategiccoach.com. If you like this or if it's useful, please be sure to share and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to your team success.